one and it's nighttime in certain parts of the world. And it's nighttime in Los Angeles. And from uh, beautiful Los Angeles, California, we are broadcasting live tonight. And my name is Max, and I'm sitting in for Dr. Susie because she is working on a brand new great show, and she's the chief editor in chief of what fell off. Something fall? I heard a big thump. Okay, uh, so we're still good. And we're waiting for our train. And here it comes. <clears throat> so we're going to go aboard <clears throat> the train and <clears throat> we're going to have a nice trip. And in order to have a nice trip, let me take one of these little things, <laughs> which is my leave to kill my pain. Um, and a sip of Heineken's. And. Uh, Let's see, tonight we're going to talk about a couple of things that uh, are dear to my heart as soon as I can find my notes because somebody has moved them. Okay, well, one of the things we're going to talk about is guns! Big bad guns! They kill people. And uh, we're going to talk about going to Yale. Susan is taking me to Yale. She graduated from Yale. I've only been through Yale. From the front door to the back door. And the other thing we're going to talk about is, of course, a little bit about war. And then if I can find the other thing that we're going to talk about, um, I'll catch up with you and... Uh, where did I put that? <laughs> well, okay. I can't find it right now. And I have a short memory. All right, everyone. I don't know where you are right now, but I'm sitting at the Bonoboville train station waiting for a train. And I hear it coming. And pretty soon we're going to go aboard and see who is on that train. In the meantime, I don't know what kind of week you're having, uh, but you know, we've seen some tragic events take place uh, in uh, Texas, gun capital. <laughs> I would say probably gun capital of the world. Uh, and Mr. Cruz, what, what, shame on you, Cruz, shame on you, Sheriff. What, what, what kind of sheriffs you got down there in Texas that are afraid of, of guns? I mean, you guys are tough guys down there. It's a big land. But your sheriffs didn't go in to save the kids. They stood outside and tasered some of the parents. <laughs> All right, where, where the hell are we living? There's a kid in there with an AR-15 or whatever they are, shooting up eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds. And the sheriffs are all standing outside 
We're waiting for backup. Backup. Yeah. And somebody just sent me an ad from uh, Bush something weapons. And the title of it goes somehow somewhere about uh, bring out your manly self. Uh, your manly self uh, is not made up of uh, uh, a gun, a pistol, a pistola, as they call it in Italy. By the way, hi, Italy. Uh, buongiorno a tutti in Italia. Uh, state ascoltando a FDR Radio. And FDR Radio means fuck the rich or Franklin Delano Roosevelt the closest thing that we've had to a socialist president who has actually helped us immensely out of a terrible, terrible, terrible depression and recession. And uh, uh, so this is in his honor, and um, that's the way it is. Um, then we have a war going on. We've got a bunch of crackpots around the world, okay? These are our leaders, okay? And they are talking about nukes and nuking each other. Isn't that exciting? Uh, our leader. We, we've got the crackpot in the Kremlin. We've got the, the guy that ain't given up no fucking territory in, in the Ukraine. We've got the French and the Italians, of course. The French, especially the Italians. The Italians are going, oh, you know, why don't you give them a little piece of land, you know, and tell them to go away. Eh, si, gli dai un po' di territorio e poi vogliono ancora un po', così va avanti. So these guys are seriously, in, in, in the year 2022, are seriously talking about using nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons. Uh, it's a sad state. So uh, as soon as the train slows down a little bit, I'm going to get aboard and we're going to shut the doors and we're going to the, we're going to the bar lounge and we're going to have a drink. And then uh, if I can uh, go down a couple of cars, in our editing studio, which is rolling along behind us, I might be able to find Dr. Susie, because she's my sweetheart. And she's been working very hard on editing a great new piece uh, that was uh, filmed by uh, Vice, Vice Magazine. It's funny, when I tell a straight person Vice Magazine, they think it's a girly magazine, okay? Uh, but it's not a girly magazine. It's actually quite a, quite a good magazine and television sort of combination that was started, I think, by the guy that started the, maybe somebody can check that, started the, the Proud Boys, I want to say. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway, hopefully uh, she'll show up somewhere and uh, then uh, we can chat with her. I'm also here with uh, <laughs> Harold, <laughs> Harold Harrington, <laughs> our, uh, our audio engineer. 
and uh, and uh, uh, other people. I've got uh, Anna's here, and I've got uh, say hi Anna. Hi Anna's there, and uh, uh, we've got Krista. No relation to Christ, uh, Krista, and Adriana. And I see on the screen, and you can probably see it, we also have these t-shirts that we'd like to sell to you. This one here says that Bonoboville, Bonoboville.com. Bonoboville is our social media site. It's unlike any other media sites. First of all, it's very funky and clunky. And when you go on a media site, you don't want it to be too slick. You know what I'm saying? And Bonoboville is uh, loosey-goosey. Uh, it works and it doesn't work, and it works and it doesn't work. But you're going to meet a bunch of characters on there. Um, I'm actually on there, so you could be my friend. Wouldn't you like to be my friend? You could be my friend. You could be Dr. Susie's friend. Um, <clears throat> and you can sell stuff on there. You can do lots of, lots of stuff. Uh, we have a uh, photo album, all the stuff that they have, plus some things. And uh, the only thing we don't have really is bots. We don't have any bots. We have real people. When people call us here at the studio and we answer, they're in shock because it's a human being that's answering the phone. And speaking of telephones, I also want to talk to you because I don't know what the hell you're doing right now or where you are, but I really want to find out, especially, especially if you're doing something, you know, a little <coughs> erotic or exotic. And the phone number to call is 626-461-5212. That's uh, 626 Four six one five two one two. Now I've got about an hour and a half of this, or an hour. Uh, so uh, you, I need your help. I need to talk to you. I need for you to give me some feedback and tell me how wonderful I am, or how wonderful you are, or what's going on in your life uh, with your lady friend, boyfriend, uh, other friend, it friend, they friend. Um, so again, call me when you get a chance, call me now and, uh, let's chat. And if you have any questions, uh, I will be happy to answer, f answer you. If I don't know the answer to the question, I will be honest and tell you, I don't know what the answer to that is. So. I'm going to go to Facebook now and see if there's anybody there. Uh, let's take a look here. What's going on here? Okay. And this is the block. And I'm here. And I'm going to join you guys in Facebook, I believe. Here we go. Ha. Uh, Aha. Uh -huh. I guess that's us. I think. No? Is that the show? I have to ask my engineer. Um, last week we went to DomCon and we took our, uh, our mobile uh, unit, mobile uh, 
broadcast unit to, to Domcon and um, we parked at Carl's Jr. and somehow um, we uh, the batteries went dead and uh, but uh, no fear you know this is a modern country we're we're very cool we got, we got everything organized we know where everyone is at any at any given moment there's cameras everywhere so I call uh, the uh, I call the guys from the motorhome and tell them my battery's dead. I have a dead battery, and they said, "Oh yeah, no problem at all. We'll send somebody out. Uh, uh, we'll send somebody out to take a look at the battery." And uh, so shortly afterwards, uh, this gentleman shows up, a young man. Uh, and very cheerful, and uh, he says, "What's what seems to be the problem?" I said, "Well, we 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 our battery is dead, and uh, uh, so we, we need uh, to, to jump, make the battery jump, right? How do you make a battery? You goose the battery? I don't know. How do you make a jump? Problem is, the guy says, "Where's your battery? Where's my battery? That you're the." Uh, you're from the battery place, right? Yeah, here. But I don't know where your battery is. Well, if you don't know where the battery is, who might know where the battery is? Uh, I don't know. Is there anyone you can call to find out where this battery is? Uh, I don't know. He says it might be under the hood, uh, under the uh, uh, where the motor is. Uh, I said, "Oh, great! So let's let's take a look under there." And he says, "Yeah, well, that would be good, uh, except I don't have any tools." Now at this point, I'm getting suspicious. Are you sure you're from the RV company? You have no tools. You don't know where the, our battery is. I have no idea. What should we do? He says, we'll send somebody out in the morning, okay? We're in Carl's Jr. parking lot. <laughs> it's late at night. We're tired, a little stoned maybe. And this guy said, just sit tight. In the morning, we'll send someone out. So I said, no, 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 no. So everybody says, Max, Max, call the automobile club. Now, I don't know for sure that the automobile club comes out and, uh, and helps with motorhomes. So uh, <clears throat> I called the, the place and I explained to the uh, people there at the automobile club my sad story that uh, we've called someone from the RV company. He does not know and cannot find the battery. And even if he could find the battery, he has no tools. <laughs> in order to fix the battery. And this kid on the other line is kind of laughing. I said, yeah, well, it's not very funny, but that's my, that's my predicament tonight. Um, he says, I'll be out shortly. It'll take me about half hour, I'll be over there. <clears throat> and sure enough, this kid shows up. Nice kid, smiling, as happy as a kid could be. And he goes, I'm a hot rodder. I said, you're a hot rodder. Yep. He says, let's find this battery. And sure enough, 
uh, I say, well, you know, the other guy said it might be under the motor thing cover. And uh, he says, well, not likely. It's not really a great place to put it. But I think I know where it is. And so we're all amazed. You know where the battery to this RV is? He says, absolutely. And uh, Miguel's there, and, and he tells Miguel, Miguel, lift the step. Lift the step where you, you come in. Miguel says, do I tear the rug off? No, no, don't tear the rug off. Just lift the step. And Miguel's there trying to lift the step. And then there's a little flap that comes out. Ah, the flap. Pull on the flap. And bingo, there are the three batteries. All right, okay, all right, kid. He says, I'm a hot rodder. I love this. I love what I do. With so much passion and, and, and it was so really nice to see that in today's world where you can only argue with uh, artificial intelligence. Okay, this was a real person with a real passion and compassion for us. And uh, so Anna took him over to Carl's <laughs> and fed the young man <clears throat> and, uh, and he left. But I was so thrilled by this young man who knew what he was doing, cared about what he was doing, and was cheerful about what he was doing which of course, as you know, from you know, the, the, the shootings <laughs> at Walmart, uh, nobody's happy. They're not happy. They don't like their job. They don't like this. They don't like that. They don't give a shit. This kid cared. So um, that, was kind of, that kind of made my day. Uh, it certainly did. Right? Uh-oh. What's this? Some <laughs> somebody, who's that? It's just... No, somebody, somebody turned on the phone. Somebody turned on the yeah. phone? Okay. You know that AT&T. By the way, AT&T. Do you know that AT&T funds and finances the anti-abortion groups? AT&T, yeah, your phone company, my phone company. They are for forced breeding, meaning you're going to have that kid whether you like it or not, okay? You're going to take that baby home with you, and you're going to love that baby. Forced breeding. <laughs> Sounds like Russia or something. Where the hell are we? All right, so let's see. As Abe, what uh, is this the, the uh, thing here? What, I'm what am I looking at here? Okay, this is this the show here? Must be. Oh, you're talking about your computer. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay. You have the, uh, the Bonobo Way. This one, that's the show, right? Scroll up. Scroll up. No, the other way 
Where is it? Okay. Mm. So. <laughs> I'm looking for the show that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you haven't refreshed the page. Ah, refresh. Yeah, you have to refresh the page. Well, I, ha I have some refreshment, but it's called Heineken. Okay, yeah, turn, 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 turn. There you go. Okay, now I'm on the, now I'm on the same page as you guys. And uh, I see that we've got some things here. Uh, they're gonna shut me off in a minute here. No worries. <laughs> We're very high tech and advanced. Someone's on our ring. Oh, somebody's at the front door with under ring. Can you see if can you see if that's the Arcadia? <laughs> the ring is there. okay. Do we want to see who's up there? Okay, we're going to the front door now. Not wait a minute. When, where am I? Ah, uh, I can't log in. No, hit here. Should should show there. Oh, what happened? I guess I guess I got logged out because I can see it usually without doing anything. Anyway, I hear some commotion at the front door. Hopefully it's not a uh, office invasion by the, the Arcadia city inspectors. Of course it's not. It's too late. They only work nine to five. There we go. Logging error. Okay, don't worry about it. Just, okay. Oh yeah, we're going Oh, you forgot a letter. Dun, da, dun. It's right now. What? All right, forget about it. You're back on the I'm back where I'm supposed to be, right? And then we've got Harry Sapien. <clears throat> if you ever need to talk, you can call the Dr. Susan Block Institute. <clears throat> Besides this, doing this, this, this little radio gig here, uh, we're also the world's therapist. You can call us from anywhere in the world with whatever your problem is and confess to us, tell us what's going on in your life. Uh, and in order to do that, my computer went off. Isn't that interesting? Okay, it's coming back on. What happened? Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if they can still hear me. What happened here? Uh, battery is low. Oh, my plug. Plug, plug me in, baby. And by the way, I want you to know that my computer runs on electricity, just like a Tesla. That's right. And now, though, uh, uh, what do I do? It says retry, reboot, warning, battery's low. Here we go. Okay, we're just uh, revving up again, and we're back. Windows security, RQ, and what are we doing? Okay, we're back. That it? That's it? Abe? Yep. Okay. All righty. That was a little adventure there. Uh, and uh, let's see, did anybody like my story? Yes, somebody liked my story. 
give me five likes. I need five likes. I need some dopamine. Dopamine to make me feel like I'm a worthy person. Very worthy person. Um, let's see what else is going on here. Again, I'm going to give you the number, 626-461-5212. And uh, if you don't call me, you'll be on my list. No worries. Okay. So next time you come to the bar here at the studios, you will be refused the service, unfortunately. That's right. Okay. What are we doing? What's going on? Oh, it's brighter, brighter, brighter. Uh, let me let me just scroll through here and see what else is going. Uh, yes, Harry, the computers will be the death of, of us all, and uh, you know, um, and there's nobody else. It's just us, us folks. They, they, what's going? On? Lily, Adriana. Uh, I think a lot of cops are just bully. Cosplayers, that's right. Um, and uh, a lot of bad things went on this week, and uh, a lot of good things went on this week, which the news, of course, doesn't really like to talk about. Um, like, let, let's think of what went good this week. Okay, think. Hmm. We're thinking. That sound, that's the sound of my mind thinking, okay? Um, you have anything that went well? <laughs> Boy, we're stuck for words. What went well? Not, not much went well. Um, although I must say there's those, those and I don't wanna, uh, uh, those Ukrainians uh, are, are, are Making these uh, uh, these Russians uh, uh, look like uh, Saturday Night Live, um, <laughs> just bombing them here and there and taking out their tanks and um, what can I say? What a what a shit show! Uh, all all the all of you guys, Macron and in France and the other guy in Italy and the guy in Russia. And, they're all like, ah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, if you guys don't stop this shit, then we're gonna have ourselves a uh, a World War Three, and uh, I, I really wouldn't like that because I was born during the Second World War, and uh, I'm now almost 80 years old, and it looks like I might die during the Third World War which would be a bummer, really, you know. He lived through all the wars in his life, one war after the other. Um, so, okay, uh, what else can I tell you? Um, nobody's calling, that's fine. Hey, you know, I'll remember you. I know who doesn't call. Uh, you don't call, and you're going to have a problem when you come here. That's right. Community standards. Anyway. What other platform are we on? 
We're on uh, YouTube. 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 Let me show you the comments. Let me show you. Yeah, is there comments on YouTube? I can't. No, is that YouTube? What is that? Oh, that's where we pick out the good ones. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, nope, there's no good ones. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see here now, you know. Just relax, everybody. We're going to be all right. We're going to go to YouTube. Let's see who's at YouTube, if anyone. Okay, let's take a look. Oh, it's all my friends again. It's all bonobos. <laughs> uh, there's nothing here to see, okay? Oh, fuck you, then. Okay, what, okay, this is Facebook, and this is, yeah, this is uh, Facebook on the left, and YouTube on the right. All right, great, great, great. Okay, that looks good. Um, masturbate, know thy sexual self. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, did you see? We also have t-shirts. We got great t-shirts. We got t-shirts that you can wear and pick up guys or gals with that t-shirt because it has the Ten Commandments of a man's pleasure and Ten Commandments of a woman's pleasure. And you can get that almost anywhere, except at Walmart, Target, or anywhere else. You can only get it from us at uh, drsusanblock.com. And we'd be happy to sell you one or two or three. You can also get Bonobo t-shirts. Um, you can get all kinds of interesting uh, oddities, odd things. Uh, you can get the uh, insurrection cards. You know, when all those right-wingers, anti-abortion, uh, nutcakes, cracked pots, and teapots, and rushed uh, the White House, uh, the, the Capitol building, and uh, wanted to uh, stop uh, the vote for Mr. Biden. Um, those are really fun. So you can get yourself some of those. You can get some for your friends. Um, and I'm going back over here to see if anyone else has joined. But no one else. Not tonight. Nobody. I guess because it's me. I mean, I got nice legs too, you know. I mean, my, 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 my and I got man breasts. Uh, but I don't have a push-up bra that I can show them to you. But, uh, you know, I'm cute. I'm cute. And uh, if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. Uh, I'm available. Um, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm drinking a, a Heineken. I have... Uh, what else do I have here? I have a joint. And, you know, the joint... The, the joint that you smoke it makes you cough that joint I have 
I have another joint. That one doesn't work too well at my age, but uh, it's okay. Uh, all right, so I'm going to light up a joint. If you hear me coughing, that's what that is. Uh, welcome to live chat. Remember to guard your privacy and abide by our community guidelines, which nobody knows what they are because you won't tell us. So we're trying to abide like a good horse, but uh, we don't know the answers to these things. Hold on while I light my joint. Ah! Oh! joint. Baby, light my fire. Or, as Jerry Lee Lewis would say, great balls of fire. You shake my nerves and rattle my brain, right? Jerry Lee Lewis, I liked him. Jerry Lee Lewis was cool. He was a cool dude. He's still around. I think he's still doing concerts. Um, he married his cousin, who was 14 years old. Um, Boy, did that get him in trouble. But this was in the South. Not South America. South here. Like Tennessee. Those kind of areas there. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff goes on there. And they're all very religious. Everybody's religious there. Oh yeah, everybody's religious. Everybody loves Jesus. Yeah. And I love that they love Jesus, but they don't want to feed anyone. They don't want to give anybody health care. Uh, but they love Jesus. But I don't think they know what Jesus even talked about. And I don't even know if Jesus existed. But what Jesus supposedly said is certainly not what you Jesus lovers down south talk about. I mean, this is a guy that hung out with hookers. Had his feet massaged, you know, and didn't judge. Didn't judge. And, you know, you, you Southern folks, I mean, you're all very nice. They're beautiful losers down there, by the way. And uh, losers, our friend from Bonoboville. And he's down there, and he says that the South is absolutely beautiful. He says, you can't imagine how beautiful the South is and how dumb the people are. How backwards. So, you should just go. You don't like us lib libertards and all of that, and you don't like our philosophy. You don't like giving and sharing. Uh, you don't like a lot of stuff. So why don't you get out of here? I'm going to say, go back where you came from, but you came from there. So, so you can't go anywhere else but there. But uh, you should, you know, you should get a little culture. You know, culture? Culture is good, you know. And and also, you, you know, you're all this state aid and welfare. Uh, you guys collect most of it and huge amounts of money that you get, guess what? Comes from California. 
California because we're kind of a, a socialist uh, country unto ourselves where people have health care, they get food, they get housing if they want it. Um, housing, housing, housing is a big subject now. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me focus in on housing. So they're building these little houses, which reminds me of being in prison. And the, the mafia section of the prison had showers, okay? And they had this, you know the showers that they sell at Home Depot? The $300 showers that are made out of plastic and you just put them in and you hook them up, right? Well, the mafia section of the prison the Correctional Institute in Cranston, Rhode Island, has showers for, for, for these guys, mafia guys. Those showers that cost $300 at Home Depot, now when they're installed in the prison, cost $10,000 each. Why? <laughs> because in Cranston, the mafia, they're all plumbers. And they install these showers. So um, um, I don't know why I told you that, but uh, yeah. Well, why was I saying that? It had something to do with waste of some sort, not toilet waste. A jer what, what was it? All right. We, yeah, we were talking about a community guidelines, right? Oh yeah, community that that was last year. Right. Okay. And then after that, <coughs> we talked. About <clears throat> yeah, community guidelines. Yeah, it's, no, it's no longer just dress code. It, it's oh, about, right. <coughs> it's not just about the dress code anymore. It's N no. It's about something. No. In fact, the dress code really kind of doesn't matter nowadays as long as you, you're fucked up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, you try to be cool. Um, <clears throat> I went to a club up here in uh, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had my captain's hat on, and I was just dating Susan. Mm -hmm. And we pulled up in our limousine, uh, and, uh, and the limousine stopped just a, a, maybe two doors from the club. And we walked up with our, you know, yacht hats and miniskirts and tuxedo jackets. We looked really cool. And there's this big, burly guy at the door. And he looks at us, and he goes, where do you think you're going? <laughs> I said, well, we, 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 uh, I start stuttering. Yeah. He's very big. Uh, we're, we're going in, uh, in, in, here in the club. And he says, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? What? Yeah. What? What do you mean they were not? He says, where's your yacht? my yacht so I look out and I signal the driver and the yacht pulls up yeah <laughs> and I said here's my yacht yeah. and he says go ahead in <laughs> Hollywood 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 um, speaking of yachts all those poor billionaires <laughs> they're getting all their yachts taken away that's not funny, okay? Those are half a billion dollar yachts. And 
they're just seizing them all over the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good thing I don't have a yacht. Uh, anyway, you wouldn't want to own a yacht. Uh, a guy in in, uh, in Cannes once told me I invited him to a party on a yacht. And he says, you know, Max, I've been on many yachts. Big yachts, little yachts, all kinds of yachts. I hate yachts. I said, well, why do you hate yachts? Because they all stink. They smell bad. <laughs> like rubbery or something. Yeah, like rubbery and stunky and ah. So he wouldn't go on the yacht. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. It's kind of, they have a, a certain, a certain smell. It, it's a little bit like. It smells uh, like a water park. Yeah, maybe like a dirty water park. Uh, and um, it's true. I mean, uh, even on cruise ships, there's a certain aroma, you know, the toilets and the little hallways and, the, you know, and all of that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he wouldn't go on a yacht because they all smell bad. Uh, us poor people may not want to get in somebody's car because their fucking car smells bad. So it's the same thing with yachts. You got a smelly car or a smelly yacht, you got a problem. You know, you get, you get one of those air fresheners. <laughs> I'm freshen up, freshen up your act. I gotta take a, I gotta take a hit of this. I'm gonna give you the phone number again. Uh, if you're listening, uh, if you're not listening, don't call. But if you're listening, it's 626-461-5950. And operators are standing by. And I'm sitting here waiting for your call to ask me a question or tell me something either incredibly genius or incredibly dumb. Yeah. Dumb is okay, too. Not too dumb, you know, but not too, not too dumb is okay. Um, but you're not calling, so fuck you all. Um, <laughs> let me see what we got going here. -la -la -la. Lily, Adriana, oh, all my friends here, right here from the studio. We're all talking to each other, and making believe that we're great, which we are. Uh, let's see, there's always something to celebrate, regardless, you're right. Adriana, there's always something to celebrate, even if it's your own thing. You know, that thing. Uh, yeah, Harry, the, the South is like a whole different country. Whole different country, right? Right. Oh, you were oh, talking that, about... That, this is Harry, by the way. I am Harry. Say hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. <laughs> now, you're talking about, um, you know, calling if you have something um, genius or dumb. I heard the most genius, dumbest thing on Fox News um, <coughs> concerning the shootings in, um, oh, in Texas. Yeah. And so, of course, they're trying to talk about... How can we prevent these shootings? And and the force on Fox News, they don't want to say the word gun control. You know, gun control is oh yeah is is, is the phrase you cannot say on Fox News or else the network uh, Fires. explodes. 
And so uh, one of the um, commentators had this genius idea of just issue the children bulletproof blankets. Ah! <laughs> and that was his um, that was his genius idea of fixing the um, the conflict, <laughs> the the mass shootings. Can is, can um, can we have our people book this guy <laughs> on the show? We should. That's that was that was I was like wow bulletproof blankets. All They're, right. I was like, go Fox News, go. <laughs> yeah, Fox News, you know. Uh, wow. Uh, bulletproof jacket. Did you see Cruz the other day? They're, they're asking him, uh, one of the foreign channels, uh, saying, why does this only happen in America? <laughs> what did Cruz have to say to that? Uh, Cruz ran away. Oh, he likes to run away. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm not here. Uh, this is the greatest country in the world, and uh, the most prosperous country in the world. <laughs> yes, but why are people shooting each other? <laughs> I, I love the Republican answer to that. It's um, America is a special place, and all the solutions that work in all the other countries could just never work in America. That's that's the Republican answer. That's I think also the American exceptionalism. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Because we're special. Right. Because I don't give a fuck what you're doing over there. We're gonna shoot each other. Okay. We're, we're little yellow school bus special. Uh, right. <laughs> that's that's what kind of special uh, we are. Okay. And I saw this bush. Uh, I want to say bushwhack, but it's not bushwhack. It's a a company up in Nevada in Carson that makes these deadly. Uh, uh, rifles that are okay. really used for war and uh, their ad is something like uh, show that you're a man <laughs> yes <laughs> yes has men, this men have rifle. guns yeah men are guns especially when the politicians are campaigning they always make sure they have their gun yeah uh, problem yeah it's it's like uh, please um yeah, so, uh, but then I did a little more research, and uh, I found their address and so forth, but they don't go under the Bush name. Oh. They go under something manufacturing, because I'm sure they're afraid somebody's going to come in. Yeah. <laughs> come in and, and drop a bomb on them or... Uh, yeah, no, the, the gun, uh, with all these, um, whenever the mass shootings happen, the um, gun sales go up. yes. They go up, and um, the Republicans and the NRA, they like to use the, um, you know, they're now they're coming for your guns. Yeah, and oh so yeah, they come for your guns. You know, which um, we should come for the for the guns after you know <laughs> shooting children. It's, you know, we should get some of the guns off the, um, oh, off cool. the street. Cruz gets most of his campaign money mm -hmm. from the gun lobby. Did they end up doing that NRA convention? Oh, yeah. They oh, did yeah. it? They did it, and Trump showed Holy up. Holy shit. Yeah, and said, we don't need any kind of fucking gun control. We need more guns. We need more guns, in fact. So they actually, on the eve of those kids getting killed, That's they right. actually still, they didn't have the, the um, what do you call it, the the um, common sense or the um, morality to, to cancel the event. No, no not they, at all. You know, uh, the thing I love about Republicans is that they do better than anybody is they fucking double down yeah oh i yeah. mean oh my god you know you 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 know the, the the normal person would say shit we had these kids die right we need to postpone it we need to come up with some excuse 
but not Republicans. They're like, fuck no, we're going to double down. Double down. <laughs> All rifles are on sale yes. this week. <laughs> yes, and, don't, and I, love, I love the favorite when they say, um, oh, this is not a good time to talk about the, the shooting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is certainly not. And politicize it. Politicize it, yes. Don't politicize. My goodness, don't politicize the shooting. 20 20, 20 kids and two teachers dead. uh, But don't, hey, hey, don't. don't, Yeah. Don't make this a political thing. Because I make it voted out. That's why. Um, It's it's big business. They're saying, I think, what was the last count, Americans? We have 400 million guns. Oh, yeah, some huge amount of guns. And I was talking to Susan about it and saying, you know, in Italy people have a lot of guns. And she says, yes, but have you ever really looked to see what you have to do to get a gun? (laughs) Right. Uh, So it's basically almost impossible because you have to have a letter from a psychiatrist that you're not nuts. Okay, that would be a good first (laughs) step for owning a a gun. Yeah, then like the Army, you have to go on firing ranges to learn how to use a gun. Right, not shoot yourself. Okay, that's (laughs) another basic common sense thing. Uh, So there's like a series of things like this. And and indeed, uh, what happens there is... um, if you fuck up with one, the, the carabinieri or the mm-hmm. uh, the national police come to your house okay. and they say, give me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give me that gun. Right. You know. Um. Well, this, they, they put this cool video. I saw this, this. There's this little video making the rounds on the Internet. So I think I, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't know if it was. Um, well, I won't say who it's from, but they, they get this 13 year old kid, you know, nice looking um, white 13 year old kid. And they um, they they um, send them to like a 7-Eleven to buy cigarettes, and um, they're in the woman, and this is all filmed. And the woman's like, "Oh, baby, sorry, we can't sell you cigarettes, you know." And then he goes and he and he goes to a different store and he tries to buy um, liquor, you know. And he, this kid looks 13. He's like, you know, he's 13. He looks 13. And there and then the the woman says, "Come on now, you know, we can't sell you this 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 alcohol, right?" So then he goes to a different store, and he tries to buy a, a lotto ticket, and they're like. Uh, sorry, you got to be 18 to buy a lotto ticket. Then they go to a, con- a gun convention. <laughs> they buy a gun. <laughs> and it's the same 13-year-old kid. <clears throat> and he, fi- he peels off $500 and buys a gun. And, um, and then at the bottom of the ad, it says, you know, something about, you know, yeah, we need to really rethink um, how we do these things. <clears throat> and so that video is making the rounds right now. It's, it's pretty interesting. And it's true because there's a loophole through a lot of the gun conventions, then that's a lot of things people don't know about is these gun conventions are big business. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's there's so many fucking loopholes in it. I mean, I don't even... it's, And so one of the loopholes is you're considered a private buyer and a private seller at a gun convention. Uh, and um, So and the rules don't apply. So the rules don't apply. Right. So, uh, so for a lot of states... The, that gun convention is the same as buying from a private citizen, so therefore none of the background check stuff uh, applies. The age requirements don't apply. It's completely legal. Hmm. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is crazy. It's funny, you know, in, um, in Italy, too, we were talking about this the other day, the, um, <clears throat> the Carabinieri or the state police, mm-hmm. um, the uh, national police, when they're not on duty, they can't carry a weapon. 
whoa, yeah. whoa, repeat that. Yeah, they cannot carry a weapon when they're not on duty, which brings up a murder that took place just a few months ago. Two American kids, they're in Rome, and they go through, uh, they go through a drug deal of some sort, okay. and the kids think they've been taken. Okay. So then these two national police guys all decked out like Italians, or that, right. you know, out on the town, uh, show up while this thing is going on. And they think that these are somehow the drug dealers or something. Right. And they stab both of them and kill them. Holy sh... And they have no guns. <laughs> Whoa, that's... I mean, because in America, <laughs> police... They can't. They can't go to the shower without their gun. Right. Exactly. You know. They all. I mean, that's the the weirdest thing in America is um, when they're off duty, um, they still carry, carry their, their guns. guns. Yep. And then, in fact, they they can't wait to whip their badge off when they're off duty to right. to let you know how big they are and and um, they give you shit while they're off duty. But that's that actually makes a lot of sense that um, that off duty cops really. Sh- Ah, that's, that's a tough because we have concealed carry in this country and blah, blah, blah. But I think that off-duty cops should not have the same authority as on-duty cops. And they kind of do. No, right. They do. And they love, they love to start shit and then pull out their badge at the last second and then arrest you and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, right. Um, and there's, there's a couple of videos that are really sad where um, um, off-duty cops are at a bar. And um, long story short, they, they pick a fight. And then right before the fight starts, boom, well, I'm an off-duty cop, blah, 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 put your hands up and all that shit. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Um, and then they arrest the people. It's a whole... <coughs> but that, I, I, that is interesting that in other countries that off-duty cops don't carry their guns. Do you know, in Greece, and I think it was about, gosh, about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. a, an officer, uh, a city cop, mm-hmm. killed a 14-year-old boy Whoa. with a gun. Okay. Right. Every year in Italy, in France, in Spain, in Greece, they celebrate that boy and what happened. It was so critical to this. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a big that's a big deal. The idea like, that an officer of the government can execute you. Right. It's just not. No, I mean, it, 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 it speaks a lot to the mindset of those European countries that it's such a big deal when that happens versus in America, that's like a Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, Mussolini was a, a, a perfect example. Uh, Hitler couldn't stand the guy, but Mussolini would go on the radio mm-hmm. and talk about the Africa campaign mm-hmm. and how... 100 uh, Italians had been killed or, mm-hmm. or so forth and he would cry okay. and Hitler yeah. would say what the fuck are you doing right. <laughs> you're not supposed to be right. crying and telling and he would go i nostri figli sono morti nella battaglia Italians are that way yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all very uh, very sad and well, no, I mean, I, I mean, we. I would wish that we would start to value life more in this country. Yeah, the value of life. Just a basic, simple decency. concept. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Right. You know, you should value life. So, And, you know, Susan told me another thing, because we've been talking about this back and forth. Last year, I think it was, and if I'm wrong, maybe she'll come and tell me. Last year, 
500 police officers this were killed in the line of duty. Okay. 500. 500. Okay, how did these officers die in the line of duty? 445 got COVID. Whoa, okay. <laughs> that, that, wow, in the line of duty, okay. Right. Well, they're out there. I, <laughs> technically, yeah, they're yeah. on the job. <laughs> Getting they, COVID. They got COVID. So, so that was quite, and the other one, I think, the other ones just either shot themselves by mistake right. or shot each other. Or friendly fire. Yeah, friendly fire. Car accidents. Yeah, and stuff like the car chases. Car chases. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that, that um, we need to look at in this country is um, not just the car chases, but um, it's like the cops have watched too many movies. And um, it, well, here's, what, here's a funny thing that most people don't know about. In the movies the cops have more restraint in the movies than the cops do in real life. In real life, right. And so I think that's what gets people in a lot of trouble is they, they see these movies and they see these TV series and they think things like, like here's a big one. In a TV show, the cop can't shoot you unless you're holding a gun. Like that's a big thing that they make in all the TV shows and all the movies. You have to be holding a gun or something that's like a gun and then the cop can shoot you. Right. But the real law in America is they don't have to see a gun. They have to all imagine. they have to do is imagine <laughs> that you maybe might possibly, possibly perhaps could maybe have a gun at your uh, vacation home. Right. And <laughs> then and then if they feel that they're an imminent threat, then they can legally kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So what that what that means is they can be 100 percent mistaken. But as long yeah. as they think that you might have had a gun, they can, oh, they, yeah. can, they can shoot you. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and that's, that's the standard in this country. It's that low, which is why you get so many um, of these, um, is why you get so many of these um, um, tragedies that happen with, with cops. You know, uh, I don't know how it is now because a lot of Europe has become very Americanized. But when I lived there <coughs> and a cop would pull you over, Right. They would come to the window, and they would go, "Good afternoon, sir." They'd salute you. All they right. salute you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's imagine being treated like you're their boss. Right now, <laughs> I'm feeling more comfortable. <laughs> right. No, you do. <laughs> what they respect you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that sh also shows the the craziness here is when we were in Cannes, uh, we had some American friends that came to visit, right. and they had rented a car. And we were going to go to uh, uh, to some event where Cirque, Cirque de Soleil right. was performing, which I have to tell you this story. Susan is in the audience. Okay. Cirque de Soleil is they're performing. Do they're doing their Cirque de Soleil stuff. Yeah. Okay. Susan jumps on the stage. All right. <laughs> and starts performing with them. That is cool. <laughs> and the audience just went went bananas. Anyway. So we're in a car, we're going to this event, and a police car pulls up behind us. Mm -hmm. The driver is my American friend. He goes, right. the cops. Right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you what tense, do I do? You tense up when, when the yeah. cops, yeah, you, you, you get anxious when you get pulled over. He's right behind us. Right. <laughs> I said, relax, <laughs> please. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it just shows you how, you know, right. uh, people are so terrified of even getting a ticket. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's one of those I get pulled over all the time, and um, uh, but it, it, it always I feel at ease when I get a good. Why, cop. why do you get pulled oh, over? Because you're black. Because I'm I'm big black guy. 
<laughs> I, I, I might. I have a high voice. So I maybe like Tyson. I don't sound it, but I'm a big black guy, and um, so I get pulled over. And when I do get a friendly cop, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like right, right off the bat when they're like, hello, sir, and all that. I'm like, okay. But then when you get a bully cop, that you have no idea the fear. Because I was raised, you know, you put your hand on 10 and 2 yep. o'clock. I do not move because these cops, it's only the, you know, call it 5% of, you know, the bad apples. Yeah. Um, and, um, but they can legally kill you. And they, and then the, and the they problem, do. And they do. And the problem is when they do it, they make up the flimsiest excuse and um, and then they get away with it. And that's the problem with why we feel so scared of them is because of that. You know, they they um, they make that excuse. And and it's just even if it's on film, a lot of times they still get away. with oh, it. Oh, they so. still. And I, and I kind of don't understand that because everybody's wearing these cameras everywhere. Everybody has a camera and these guys are just. Well, the system bends over. I mean, our whole legal system needs an overhaul. You know, I mean, yes, if you talk about our legal system, the other big problem is um, these um, DAs. You know, one of the things with the DAs is, um, and, th and this blew my mind, this blew my mind that um, there are DAs that if they come across evidence that 100% proves that the person's innocent, they don't have to present it. Yeah, they, they and then and they'll they'll bury that shit because they care more about winning the case than they do about whether someone's innocent or guilty. So our whole system turns into this game. Yeah, yeah. Of where it's like some kind of scoreboard where the DA is trying to get that conviction, and then um, no and, matter what. And they get the scoreboard at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, how many uh, convictions? Uh, convictions have you gotten? Well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, 99%. Oh, yeah. No, they strive for that <laughs> yeah. because that's, that's worth big money for when they, um, yes. you know, when they when they leave their government jobs yeah. and they can go into a cushy, you know, uh, work at cushy job. a big firm and all of that stuff. And, and so that's part of the problem is that government incest, you know, with, yeah. with Wall Street. Yeah. So you have like the same thing with the SEC and all the regulators <clears throat> is um, right after they're done working, they, they turn over and they work for the people they were regulating. <laughs> so, so yeah. which is why you know we kind of get this kind of unfair system against um, where you know the rich get richer and all of that. It's all part of it. Well, that's like uh, uh, what, what is it? Boeing right. turned over the certification of their jets to their people. The <laughs> Boeing people. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I I missed that. What was oh yeah, that? the the FAA is it the Federal Aviation? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. FAA. They turned over the the uh, the certification of Boeing airplanes to Boeing employees. Oh, okay. So Boeing employees looked at these planes and said, "Perfect." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, that but would be nice if they can do if like if the IRS audits you, and then they say, "Oh, uh, here's a form you just audit yourself." Yeah. And then, and then give it to us, and then um, and we'll, we'll take that, and then that's that's good. So, oh, you found yourself innocent. Okay, great. You know, and then <laughs> right. case case is done. Done. You gotta love that. Which which brings up something with tax people. I know we, yes. we know so. <clears throat> what I when 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 I ran Susan for president, and that must have been fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and we came up with the, the, with a platform, um, and one of the platforms was of course taxes. Right. And uh, Susan's uh, point was, okay, you need money. You're right. the government. You need to operate. Send me a bill. 
-hmm. and tell me what each department uses. Uh And I love the Army, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to give all my money to the Army. So you check off what you want to... Right. And you say, this is where I want my money to go. Okay. Now, I find that very democratic. Okay. Right? Simple, but... (laughs) Oh, no, that would never happen. Never happen. (laughs) No, that would... What? Oh, where is she? Oh, somebody's complimenting me, and I'm getting... Oh, where is she? Where is she? Where is he? Uh, you oh, know? So Did you find him? Uh, find no. Him? no. Uh, well, we will find. We'll find you. We're going <laughs> deep into. Okay, here yeah. we go. Fifteen comments. Oh, I haven't even seen. Okay, uh, here we go. Here we go. Right. Lashandra, I love you. Lassandra. All right. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's been so quiet and lonely without you. What did Lissandra have to say? Uh, she said that we're, we're they, she loves us guys. All right. Yeah. Who I do love you, you guys. Who do you love more? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Max. Okay, where, where is this? Oh, yeah. Hey, Max, do some vitamin C. Well, okay, Lashandra. <laughs> that it, sounds like code. Yeah. It's not like the vitamin C. Mm. It's like, you know, the smoking section that people talked about? Right. The atmosphere uh, in the world today mm-hmm. has no, no, no place for a non-breather. <laughs> right. <laughs> the air is so polluted and the food is so polluted that every time you drink fresh water from right. the taps of uh, Las Vegas, right. uh, you're also drinking 20,000 particles of plastic. Oh, yeah. And boy, does your kidneys and liver love you for that. Well, we're going to be well-preserved corpses. Right. We'll, we'll be made out of plastic and, then, you know. Oh, my goodness. No, you know, it, uh, listen, part of it, you know, I'm going to Yale with Susan. I didn't go to Yale. I just went through Yale. <laughs> she graduated from Yale. She's much 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 smarter than I am and so we're going over there and I have to be on a plane okay okay my fear is not that the plane is going to crash I mean I've flown all over the world in fact right. talking to Susan the other day we were talking about fears and so forth and you know I traveled on some of the first jets oh, okay. literally okay yeah. I started flying as a kid in super constellations Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like eight years old. Okay, and all the pilots were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all like, especially the KLM guys. Right. Yeah, you come aboard and they go, "Hi, hi, hello, kid. How yeah. you doing?" <laughs> yeah. And then you got to, you got to go and see the captain. You got to go to the cockpit. You know, I remember that when I was a kid, yeah. they brought me to the cockpit, yeah. and you got to stand in there and and just and marvel at right. the. Somebody behind me? Am I being held up? (laughs) Okay. Um, So, anyway, so yeah, part of this is uh, I take a lot of vitamin C, by the way. I take take so many medications, it's killing me. (laughs) 
I had right. to cut down on my medications. Literally, right. I did. Yeah, I remember yeah. the episode you yeah. had. Yeah, so uh, a lot of it is just the air is so polluted yeah. that it's taking in uh, your, your brake uh, material, your right. rubber, your... Uh, your dust from the trees. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, you you see the difference when um you drive into LA, and uh, yeah. so you drive into LA and you see this <laughs> little gray cloud <laughs> that's just hovering right above the um the city. It, 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 it's it was I thought it was funny because whenever I would watch TV, I would see that kind of gray cloud, and then when I drove into LA, I'm like, oh shit, that, that's tr- that's real, that's there, <laughs> and so. Uh, okay, so look at that. We got somebody that likes us. I All feel right. better about myself. <laughs> I'm not going to shoot anybody now because I feel good. Yeah, well, you people know, like me. Yeah, well, we have a mental health thing in this country. We got to encourage people to, um, you know, it's okay to. You, you should see a mental health professional. Uh, we should do it like physicals. Like mm-hmm. whenever you get your physical, you should also get. A little mental health um, thingy once once a week. Yeah, once. Well, some of these people. Yeah, if you're, you know, if, if, if you own a gun, you should get one once a week. Once a week. Yeah, that should probably we make that a requirement. Where if you if you own a gun, you've got to get it um, monthly, weekly, something. But I mean, it's nice if people, if the stigma and mental health um, went away in this country, so people would feel they could talk to people, which. You know, like we say, you can, you know, you can call the Dr. Susan Block Institute um, when you need to talk. You can always so, call us. Yeah, right. I mean, 24-7. And what's interesting is um, um, we have heard it all. Yeah. And um, no matter how you're feeling, um, we have people that know how you feel and you can talk to them about um, anything. And um, one of the coolest calls that um, I, I like to um, to um, turn our clients on to is... Um, um, so we had one of my favorite clients um, was this guy from the Deep South, and um, we'll call him we'll call him Billy Bo Billy 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 Bo. So I Billy know Bo, Billy Billy Bo. Yeah, Billy Bo sure. from the Deep South had this super um, um, accent, you know, <laughs> and um, there was this new black uh, um, secretary that came to his office, and um, she just did it for him. She just he was in love with her. But he had never talked to a black girl before. And so wow. he didn't know how to talk to. He's like, you know, I really want to talk to her. I really want to ask her out. But I don't I don't know what I should say. So right, he right. called us up and he's like, do you have any black therapists? <laughs> and right. I'm like, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> and um, so we got him to Chanel, one of our best therapists, and um, did a few sessions with her, you know, just, you know. And, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. and then he calls us two months later to thank <laughs> Chanel. Uh-huh. Because now he's dating that girl oh, that, he, That's that he really liked. And so, That's you know. That's one, one thing that I love about what I do. And I know everybody, oh, we got to do phone check. That's right. It's therapy. Right. It's helping people relieve. Most of these guys that are going around shooting people can't get laid. All that frustration yeah, built up. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big, as uh, amosexuals. Uh, no, that's a big yeah. thing. That, that, that frustration, you almost, so one funny thing about me is um, 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 I used to teach gun safety. Uh-huh. And, um, and in this gun culture, that kind of like sexual frustration buildup, it's a thing with some of these, these um, I, don't, I, mean, I hate to say, you know, the, the incel people, but yeah. it's a thing. I mean, it, this buildup of sexual frustration 
and it's I almost it's crazy to think how much how many problems would be solved if these people could just call us or see a sex worker or something and um, and get that frustration out I mean it would it would help the society a lot if we could get that stigma and I just, yeah I just read some country in Europe mm-hmm. has just authorized uh, the payment of sex therapy that is awesome for their citizens that is awesome because they see the connection between the ideal right you know and the real right no I mean it's it's you a know. main it's a big thing <coughs> so uh, speaking of guns and uh, I think I've told this story before but it's really one of the main changes in my life that turned me from a fairly conservative kid to uh, just a fucking crackpot <laughs> libertarian liberal lefty uh, lefty hippy dippy right <laughs> kind of guy and that was when I was sent to Fort Benning Georgia all right to join the paratroopers okay Ta-da! <laughs> you know and uh, I had uh, I had become I was M1 rifles right right I was in the parade thing, man. I could right. do it and clean my my M1 in under, I think, 30 seconds or right. some shit. Yeah. So they said, this guy is good material. We're going to send him off to get killed. Right, yes. <laughs> or, or to go, go to another country, shoot somebody. Yeah. Right, shoot somebody. So we, I, I get there and, uh, you know, I'm going through there and I'm doing great. And right. I get a letter of commendation. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, I'm on the firing range of final, my final right. things. And uh, I've got my M1. Uh, and uh, they got the targets. To come right, up. the pop-up targets. 300 meters, yeah. 150 meters, right. 50. So these things start popping up. And I'm popping them down. Like right. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. So there's 12 of them. I get 11. Right. The guy just down the ways gets 12. Right. You know? And I get up and I put down my rifle. <laughs> on, this is on the right. firing line. Right. And the tower. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I turned around to the tower and I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> the guy says, You're leaving? Right. <laughs> no, you're not. Right. <laughs> and I walked off the firing line. And they brought me immediately to a psychiatrist. Okay. And uh, some captain gets better, right. uh, lieutenant. And uh, he says, why'd you, why'd you do that? And I said, well, I could kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not something I can do. Yeah. You know, okay, you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're going to the loony house. So they send me to the loony house, and it's mixed. Okay. There's guys, women on one side, and there, but, you know, we eat together and so forth. And I meet this um, this uh, this woman. All right. You know, and she's sitting next to me at the table. And we start talking and so forth. And she's half nuts, and I'm sort of nutty. <laughs> And uh, so she says to me, do you see all those ants? Mm. And everybody <laughs> at the table goes, 
huh? <laughs> right. And the whole hall starts, there's ants! And everybody's yelling. Okay. Right, right. So anyway, we sneak off, have a little sex and so forth and so on. And uh, <clears throat> she says, I said, what are you doing here? She says, my, uh, my, my lover uh, is a psychiatrist. So her lover's a psychiatrist. Yeah, and I worked for him. And we've been having an affair for years. Ooh. And my husband just got moved from Fort Benning. Okay. And I really don't want to leave the kid and, you know, and all that. Um, <clears throat> so he made me nuts. <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> he, had me, he had me put in here. And I, I thought, who's the, who's the psychiatrist? And it's my psychiatrist. Whoa. Right? So a few days later, I get called in for an evaluation. Okay. And a talking to. Right. So my psychiatrist is at that end of the table. And there's like four other officers. Right. And I'm at this end. Okay. And he says, what do you want? I said, I want to get out. I don't <laughs> want to kill nobody. Right. Got it? <laughs> he says, you do, do you? I said, did you put your secretary in the nut house? Mm -hmm. And he said, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, did you put your secretary in the nut house? He says, you want to step outside? <laughs> so we step outside the conference room, and he comes right up to me. He says, what the fuck do you want? I said, I want out. He says, you're out of here. <laughs> oh, yes, you're out. <laughs> you're out right now. And I was out that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with an, uh, a general honorable discharge. Just, okay, yeah. that's good. Right? So that was my anti-war. It's, it's a funny realization. Like, holy shit, I could kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. I just killed like 12 guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Well, that's one of the problems that the, the cops have right now. And it's a huge problem in the police force is um, they do a lot of range shooting, like mm -hmm. a lot. And what they're doing is they're making the muscle memory of just shooting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so drawing their gun and shooting targets. and then Automatically. Automatically, just boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And so that's one reason why you do get a lot of police shootings. Um, is they're just trained that way. They, they yeah, pull yeah. that gun. And, and to be fair, you only want to pull your gun when you're going to kill somebody. One of the problems that I have with police is they just pull their guns for everything. Like if you watch on YouTube, um, they just like to pull their gun for intimidation tactics mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, um, and then when you pull a gun, it automatically escalates the situation. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot. Yeah. So then I, I always find it funny when the police have the guns drawn on you. Calm down, sir. You're like, what do you mean calm down? <laughs> you, you have a gun pointed in my face right now, and you're telling me to calm down. It's I'm like a little a, nervous. It's like, a, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to freak the fuck out. That's what I'm going to do. And then, of course, so now you freak the fuck out, and then now they shoot you. Yeah, now they and shoot you. And they shoot you because you freaked the fuck out because they pulled a gun on you, but you should have been calm. And you're just like, okay. Oh, Okay, that only makes sense in America, apparently. Yeah, because these people, at least in Italy, the the uh, the police know that they are servants. Right. Literally. Yeah, no, that's the way it should be. Yeah, they're servants of the people. 
Yeah. You know, that's who pays their salary. Yeah. Here. No, it's, it's the reverse. We <laughs> serve them. We serve them. They get offended <coughs> if you don't if you right. don't jump the second they say jump. Right. If you if you have the audacity to film a cop from across the street doing something and the cop will look at you. I love these YouTube videos. And you know, you got something happening, something innocent, somebody's getting pulled over, or whatever. You have someone across the street filming the cop. You'll have three cops look and see the camera, not care. And then that fourth cop sees the camera and just goes ape shit and marches yeah. over across the street. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm filming. You need to move along. Well, I'm across the street. <laughs> I feel threatened. You need to move along. And it's just like, uh, no. And what's crazy is these cops keep arresting people for filming and the courts keep uh, upholding the decision right. that you are allowed to film a police officer. So then now you've got these uh, Republican states trying to make it illegal to film police officers. And then so now they've got these provisions about the police officer needs to feel safe. And um, and if the police officer doesn't feel safe, then you're endangering the officer. And then you can. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you can be, um, um, you know, <laughs> arrested. Prison, arrested. And so then they arrest you. And then, of course, they let you out for no charges. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other bullshit thing is they love to arrest you. And even though they know they have no grounds to. Right. And then they let you go like as if they're doing you a favor a day or two later, you know, if no charges or whatever. Yeah, nice like, guys. Yeah, geez, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, and then so. Thank you so much. <laughs> not with that, but yeah, it's it's a huge mess. No cops are the uh, the cops in France. They're very cute. They have very nice sweaters. I seen yeah. Yeah, have you said blue turtleneck. Yeah. With a with an orange stripe. Yeah. Here, and they carry no guns, and their pants everything fits perfect. Right. And they salute you. Right. <laughs> and they're very nice. Which uh, I'll tell one last story, which I don't have time. But I'll tell it next time I got drunk in France. All right. That's a good place to get drunk. <laughs> and fell asleep. And Susan couldn't get a hold of me. So she calls the landlord who calls the fire department and the police department. Right. At 2.30 in the morning, there's a knock at the door. And I know knocks. <laughs> right. And I said, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> and in come point, like 12 people, firemen and, and police and, you know. Right. And I'm like, uh, okay, oh, oh, good, stop it. Well, uh, yeah, five, yeah. Five minutes. So, um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, everything okay, monsieur? I said, everything's good. And uh, what's your name? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my name, uh, yeah, uh, Maximilian Lovecraft. Ah, hmm, good. Uh, huh. <laughs> right. The fireman goes, looks at my end table and goes, you know her? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, who? The, the, the woman on this book. Right. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. She's my wife. <laughs> She's your wife. I heard her on the radio the other night. All right. All right. I said, would you like the book? <laughs> he said, could I? <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Sure. And I gave him the book and uh, they left. They never asked for an ID. Right. They never asked for my um, my visitor's thing. Right. You know, nothing. Nothing. Anyway, they were very nice. Now, so before we go, I want you to know that tonight, uh, Harry and I and George, our technician, mm -hmm. have been sitting in for Dr. Susie because Dr. Susie is putting the final touches 
on the Vice documentary right. that they just came and did. And uh, so she's working really hard on that. And then uh, in a couple of days, I got to pick her up and uh, put her in a plane. Right. Or maybe <laughs> she might have to pick me up and put me in the plane because right. uh, I'm not taking enough vitamin C. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and we have to go to Yale where... Uh, uh, Dr. Susie at Yale, I must tell you, right. is world famous. Yes, I'm sure they love her there. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows her. She is the cool kid yeah, on she's, campus. She's the, she's the cool Yale. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know, along with uh, not a so cool George Bush and right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and other murderers, right, <laughs> and killers. Uh, so we're not very embarrassed of our work or. Our knowledge certainly not hers, right. and uh, they do love her. They have her in the uh, the Yale store. You see, there's pictures of her next to George Bush and all, right, that all is the cool. people they went to to Yale. Uh, so so much so that they provide us with uh, room and board. All right, there yeah. you go. So hey, can't hey, great. And this was a religious college. I forget the name of the college, but when it started, it was a religious college. I think all of Yale actually was a religious. I wouldn't doubt it. Institution. Yeah, know. religion was very, very strong. It still is strong, but back in the day, it was even stronger. Yeah, a lot of power. And it's beautiful. It's, it's like, it's like being in England. Right. They have these amazing buildings with gargoyles and. Yeah, college campuses. Uh, yeah. They those especially like Yale. Those college campuses. They, they're something else. Right? I mean, just amazing. Anyway, we're going there. Uh, hopefully, we don't get shot going to the airport on the right. freeway. <laughs> uh, hopefully, right. nobody knocks me over the head because I'm wearing a mask. Right. Uh, hopefully, the mechanics did their job and they were Yes. <laughs> you know, we should tip airport mechanics. <laughs> that, should, that should become a thing. You tip... When you land the plane, you should tip the <laughs> right, mechanics. You should tip the mechanics. Right? We should start that. We need yeah. to start that. Tradition. So, uh, so, and 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 and, uh, and pilots. You know, a lot of pilots crash their planes now. Yeah, we had what two last year or one last uh, yeah, year? Yeah, no, or I, a year or two ago that did that. I didn't was, know that. There yeah. was a Swiss guy. There was a Pakistani. Yeah, some suicide and, in those. Yeah, yeah, and they're taking everybody down. Anyway, you're listening to FDR Radio. This is brought to you by the Dr. Susan Block Institute. What we do is a, a little theater of the mind uh, and a therapy that you can do right at home. You don't even have to come here. You can just come there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we're open 24 hours a day. Uh, and... Uh, uh, we're open through all the religious holidays, especially then when there's killing and anger mm -hmm. <laughs> and frustration. Uh, and to reach us, you can uh, reach us at 626-461-5950. That's 626-461-5950. Don't be scared if a man answers the phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, some guys call, I won't talk to a woman. <laughs> hey, slow down. Put your AR-15 away. Right. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> You'll be all right, kid. Yeah, the male receptionist just take your information and then right. they'll get you That's to it. 
a, um, a, a female ther- therapist, therapist. If that's what you like. Yeah, and that, if that's what you like. Also, our therapists are not like the therapists in white coats. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can talk to our therapists about anything, and all your information is secure because we're old-fashioned. We have little client cards, right. and we write all the shit on these client cards that are in the locked room. <laughs> Right, and none of it is on our computers. We've never been hacked. We've because never been They're hacked. not in a computer. Right, <laughs> we're unhackable. We're unhackable, um, and we deal with all kinds of things. And guess what? We're global. We're as close right now. You could pick up your bottle of Heineken and call us. Right. Yes, uh, the the Heineken phone bottle or the the phone bottle. The, anyway, we're right next to your phone, and we love you. Peace be upon you and be bonobo. Always be bonobo. Be nice. And buy t-shirts. Okay? And that's an order. Not an odor. It's an order. <laughs> buy t-shirts. And you can find the t-shirts at drsusanblock.com. And if you can't remember that, just Google us. Right. That's it. Just say Susan Block, Dr. Susan Block, uh, squirting, um, Orgasm. Uh, yes. We're usually within the first couple of pages. Uh, take care. From Dr. Susie, from Harry, from Jim, from her, from him, from they. Uh, we love you too. Take care. Bye bye. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.